<laughs> it would be a wolf, but eh? Hello, 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 and welcome to the latest episode of Wolves Fancast. It is a December to remember. We've on an unbeaten winning run in December, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Can't beat that. I was going to say, uh, yes, it's strained. Yes, it's strained. But uh, we are going to talk about Wolves' dramatic 2-1 win against Everton, as well as looking forward to the um, Man United game on New Year's Eve. Um, but first of all, guys, we've had Christmas. How was your, um, how was your Christmas, Tom? Yeah, it's a lot better after yesterday, let's face it. I mean, I think that's that's the present we all wanted, wasn't it, really? Let's face it. It beats, uh, you know, beats any present under the tree, that one. Um, but no, all good. Yeah, family time and all its glory. Um, and yeah, like I say, topped off by yesterday's win. So yeah, no complaints from me. Josh, how about you? Uh, yeah. Did you guys have a good Christmas break? Yeah, really good. Really enjoyed it. Like I say, yesterday was like really topped it off. That was better than... That's all I wanted was Santa to just bring me them three points and fortunately he did. So, no, it was all good. Thank you very much. I was saying, and it felt like a weird shift because obviously we've had World Cup last month, which was, which was fantastic. And, you know, to kind of go from that f- final um, last Sunday of, you know, just two powerhouses going at it. It gets to three all and, you know, then you sort of have to come down of watching Wolves play a little bit, <laughs> um, which was sort of the case for parts of it. But we'll, we'll talk lineups first. And obviously we'd seen Lopetegui's first game against Gillingham, which was a bit of a non-starter in terms of it being a league, league cup game against lower level opposition. So this felt like the first real statement, first real game for him. Um, and his lineup didn't really change all that much from the Gillingham game. The only main change was Hwang coming in, um, and of course Hodge getting a start. I mean, the the big sticking point for me, and there's not an awful lot you can do about it, is that midfield three. There's not a lot of variety in there when you've you know without Troy away in the middle of the park at the moment. I'm I'm amazed that Nunes didn't start. Mm. I, I don't get it for me. Mm. I mean, Hodges all right. I, I don't, you know, not locking the guy at all, but he's just, he's, granted Nunes, you know, he's not set the world alight, but you can tell he's got ability. I mean, you know, the our winner showed that and, and I thought he showed that even in the like 15 minutes he was on against Gillingham. Um, I say, I wasn't like nothing against Hodge, but yeah, I was much the same. And also, it's a t- if you look at that 11, it's tiny. It's so yeah. small. You've got yeah. about you've yeah. got about four or five players there that are less than like five nine, which is going to be. It's you know I was showed from the corner as well. You know, it's it, the size is important. It's such a physical league, the Premier League, and you know you got to get you got to get bodies in there with a bit of bit of size, and that's what again what Troyoro brings. I think that you know Bubakar Troyoro at least he brings when he's when he's playing, and you got you know Matinho, you know you got Matinho and Hodge either side of, of Neves. There's just no, there's no physicality in there for me. No, it... Yeah, I echo that. I, f- I also feel as well, like I was a little bit disappointed. It felt like the players who played well against Gillingham, albeit very much of a non-starter, it was. It didn't feel like they got rewarded. Like mm. Nunes come on, had a nice cameo. I thought Imanez played really well, but you couldn't understand fitness. 
Aitnuri again looked good. I guess you could say Juan got in there, which is fair enough. But it was just and like you say that the height thing as well. I, I don't know if you saw, but I put on Twitter at like two thirty seven. I put in the group chat. Mina's definitely going to score against us off a set piece. <laughs> Twenty minutes in, he got it right. But it was just it's little things like that, and you know, against Everton, we're fortunate enough to get away with it to a certain degree. But against a better team, you're going to struggle. Like I'm watching United now, and them putting they'll put Forrest to the sword. You know, two the up scored two in a couple of minutes, and it's just you want to see when players play well get rewarded. It doesn't feel it didn't feel like that happened, but I guess in the end, it, we got the right result. So who really cares? Yeah, I think uh, I, I I agree with all the points. To be fair, so the, the height one and the in that middle of the park, it's a, it's a huge sticking point, and especially like when you compare it to you know arguably every other centre midfield in the, in, in the league, that it, it's just not as physically dominating. And when we can't keep the ball, then it's you know it's like what are you offering? And yeah, it, it was a strange one. I can understand. I was happy to see Huang start. I say, like, I think it rewarded his form from the World Cup, his appearance against Gillingham as well. Personally, I'd have liked to have seen him there start because I'm not yep. really sold on Costa. But if we're still arguing there's a question mark around him and his fitness benefit of a doubt, I did find it interesting, I guess, the narrative's agenda change I guess because if that was a team that Bruno put out against West Ham um, back in October I think they'd have been pitchforks yeah um, this is true um, whereas I don't know you get the benefit of the doubt and I say like Bill Cartrero is not in squad so what else do we expect in midfield apart from Nunes and yeah maybe just try to do something a bit different I don't know um, but Let's be honest, guys. This isn't really a match for the ages in terms of quality-wise, was it? No, definitely not. The amount of mistakes, misplaced passes in the first half was—it was embarrassing. Really, to, let's let's be honest, it was really bad. Even like you know, five, ten yarders were going astray. They were like behind the man, or you know, just literally straight to an opposition feet. And that wasn't just us; it was Everton as well. And you, and you could tell it was. It was too poor. It was two poor teams, you know. Unfortunately, um, and yeah, so luckily we came off the back of it with a win. Yeah, the the, the sheer lack of quality for, uh, uh, particularly in the first half, and it, it kind of felt through both teams. And you know, similar to what Josh was saying, like against a good team, we'd be battered. Mm. Um, yeah. It was it was really, really worrisome for for a large period. But you know, but. I, I guess the first main talking point is the Everton goal. Um, Josh, you say, yeah, Mina um, scores. I was going to say an unmarked header. It was less that he was unmarked in hindsight and more that he overpowered a guy who was about a foot, a foot smaller than him to power home. But it, it was, it, again, it's the sort of goal you concede when you're in the bottom three, isn't it? It's just yeah. poor. It's the sort of goal you score when you're in the bottom three as well, like Everton, you know, the Big man mm. off the corner. But like I was watching it back here a lot, the highlights, and I know it's easier on side, but like if you watch it back on like the sky highlights, Costa is marking no one, and you've got yeah. little Bueno on like six foot odd Mina. Why? You know what what was the logic beyond that? He was always gonna get pushed out of the way. Wasn't bullied. so like was it Martino or Hodge were marking yeah. Tarkowski as well? Yeah, like, Martin, it, it just Martino was on Tarkowski, Kilman was marking no one, Costa was marking no one, Neves was on 
I've just watched it back. Um, Nevers yeah, was on, I think, Anana. It was just really bizarre. Kilman standing like sort of on the edge of the six yard box, like level with the back post, just literally marking no one. So I don't yeah, know if it was that it's part that... zone or part man, but it just didn't work at all. The idea of blocking runners, like, but the problem is, it's you, blocking runners is fine, but when they do like an out swinger and none of your big men, I remember it against Brighton a couple of years ago in the lockdown. Remember every set piece they put in, it was like mm-hmm. out swinger away from all the tall defenders. Yeah. So they were just getting bullied every time. And I think it was one of those set pieces where it's like, it's out swinger, so none of the tall men are going to get near it. Not like we've got many tall players anywhere. Very no. strange. Very, very strange. I, I didn't get it at all. Yeah, it almost felt like, yeah, just the sort of the whole design of the set piece was just completely wrong. And, you know, whether that was. You know, you could definitely argue, say, like Everton exploiting it in terms of, you know, out swinging corner, getting the big man near post, away from his marker. And yeah, I mean, it's a good header of a ball, don't, don't get me wrong. But it didn't feel like we did anywhere near enough to yeah. to counter it. Um, and I don't know, eight weeks ago, I think as a Wolves team, we'd have been, we'd, we'd have probably crumbled to be honest at that but they didn't and they, they held their nerve and you know slowly but surely particularly down the flanks we, we started to pick up space and you know I first noticed it with Wang on the right and I, I, I like Wang I didn't think he played bad but I don't think right wings his position personally but again you had Podence on the other side who was getting a bit more joy and he ended up getting the equaliser as well um which I guess, depending on how you look at it, was either a fantastic set piece goal by Wolves or a really sloppy <laughs> one from Everton's point of view. And I can't quite put my finger on it, so I'm just going to go. With, it was a fantastic goal, and leave leave it to you guys to talk about it a bit more. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. I'm not even sure if Matinho they were lining Matinho up for the shot because his touch mm. wasn't great. He had to improvise, I think. Um, I just found it quite hilariously ironic that out of the however many games you had under Bruno when he used to do those shitty short corner routines <laughs> with zero results. Lopetegui's first one yields a short, short <laughs> corner and it yields a goal. Was, you know, the irony on that's mad. Um, but yeah, it's good finish. Good ball by Matinho and, and, and good finish. Um, and I think, as I say, that that's, you know, we're, we're going to have to get some of our goals while we're, while we're waiting for these signings to come. And it's, it's by sort of set pieces and, and counter-attacks, which are where, where we got our two goals from yesterday. For me, it's like we talk about like lack of quality and it feels like the three highest quality players on the pitch of the game yesterday, Neves, Matinho, Pedence, were the three that combined for the goal in mm. such a way. You know, for me, I think you just look at it and I know people, you know, Matinho's definitely not to the level he has been, but he's still, he's still a good player. I think games like yesterday, he needs, you know, he's got that experience as well and we're going to need that in the running. And I think Pedence, I know he gets a lot of crap and stuff like that, but I, I don't see how you can look at other Wolves wingers and not rate him myself. I think he's the best of like a bad bunch. I just think he he's quality for, in my opinion. Like when he like when he's on it, when he's on it, he's great. But he's you just hope now that that's, that's it, not his one game in you know in the next three we're not going to see him. But that's, what, that's my hope. Than, than all the other Wolves wingers like. Guedes has had one good game in the 20 yard. Mm. Neto hasn't had a good game mm. since he's come back from injury and stuff like that. It's like it swings around the bits, but he's the he's not very consistent, but he's the most consistent one in, in the books. But, yeah, and he always seems to score a goal. 
You know, he seems yeah. to have got his goal a goal yeah. more than any other winger. Well, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing, isn't it? The output-wise, he, he delivers the most. And definitely last season, I mean, can't be saying enough on this season, but last season, you know, our win percentage when Podence in, within the team was, mm. you know, sky high compared to when it wasn't. He can just be like just so frustrating as a player, and he is almost like definitely agree. Yeah, if you could almost build half a team around him or have those players who could supplement what his deficiencies are, I think you're set. Um, because you say he's yeah. got a knack of getting in the right places. Particularly, you know, he scored a couple in those type of areas now, and it was a great finish. And yeah, you know, to take the ball in the position he did and keep his cool says a lot. Um, you say the, the consistency of being able to just do it ninety minutes week in week out, and when you look at, it, I look at it as positive. He he doesn't offer out of the opposition, does he? No. I genuinely, I, I thought he was going to make that right back was it Patterson I thought he was going to get him sent off at one point just through sheer shithousery um, <laughs> yeah again we talk about it being a crap game it was a scrappy one as well and Wolves yeah. Wolves dragged it that way for certain parts of it as well I actually thought the best we played in the whole game maybe was probably after they after Everton scored and for the next mm. 15-20 I think we penned them back I mean they had those chance didn't they from, that, from our corner where Hodge just played it to no one and it went straight. Through. Well, him and um, Samada, oh. I think, didn't have a miscommunication. Yeah. I mean, that was bizarre. I actually think Samada recovers quite well if you watch it back. Yeah. He, actually get, he does recover quite well. But um, the only chances Everton, they were the, they were probably the better team or maybe edged it. But the only chances they had were from set pieces and our cockups. But there were yeah. enough of them to be. There were enough of our cockups yeah. to be fair for them to, to do it. And like like Josh said, the only better team take takes those in the games away from you before you even into the second half. But Got to cut that out now. Yeah, I think it's especially the defence in that first half, and it it was all of them. And you know, Collins has got his um, critics so far this season, particularly you know that first half on Saturday. He was playing like a man who hasn't played football in six weeks. Yes. But Kilman looked shaky. Went, uh, you know, Bueno didn't look amazing for me no, first half either. No, no, I think that's his weakest game he's had, I think, yeah, since he's come and it's in. Like all these little things, it, it does add up, but, you know, we, we did manage to recover and get that goal before half-time, and, you know, we did, we, it seemed like we did take a step back for certain parts of it and make sure we were a bit more solid at the back, but, you know, they all stepped up their game, second half defensively, um, that, that back mm. line, and, um, you know, that, that's sort of all you can ask for is to be able to grow into a game. Unfortunately, on this occasion, we weren't overly punished for it. We might do against Man United because they're clearly much better. But um, I, I guess the main turning point or the main catalyst for Wolves wasn't necessarily so much a player, but it was actually the manager for once. And this almost feels like quite joyful to say and... Um, you know, Dick D. Marsden's um, put on the comments. Big thanks to anyone who's watching live, of course. Uh, we're much better second half. Uh, Julen showing his credentials already. Made minor tweaks to the system. We look loads better. Also, early subs made a positive impact. I mean, yeah, let's break it down. Let's go for the subs first. But they're proactive. I think they first subs won like the 60th minute. And yeah. again, like you compare it to Bruno, where it was like... Yeah, 75th, 75th minute, and you know they're just thinking about bringing on subs. 
it felt like they were all proactive trying to change something, in my opinion. Yeah, because it triple sub first as well. I think there's yeah. three of it, three yeah. of them all came in at once in yeah. those 60 minutes. Is it Nuri, Adama and Nunes, was it? I think so, yeah. yeah. And that, that, they're positive players, aren't they? They're, they pretty much all replace players who were weaker than them, if that makes sense, I think. You know, you yeah. three probably our weakest players replaced by players of better quality. And I don't think Adama did too much, to be honest. But again, he's just he's just always no. a, he's he's always a, always he did, a threat. I was going to say he did what we, you need him to do in those situations. We say it time and time again with him that he's someone who can exploit that space. And even if he doesn't have the output that you, you need, and don't get me what you did yesterday because he got the assist or whatever, but he'll at least make that fullback think twice about bombing on. Um, yeah, you say it, it, it's at least getting place to. The opposition to think about it. I think Nunes was a clearly needed one for Hodge. Um, and again, Ain't Nori, he's battling for his place in this side, so he needs to impress as well. So again, it all kind of felt like good decisions that you want to see being made rather than, you know, oh, well, it wasn't just a left back coming on for a left back. It felt like, oh, actually, he's trying to change something in this game to drag us forward. Um, and again, I think probably the most interesting sub of all was um, Tota Gomez coming on, um, which made a shift to a back five in the middle of the game, which I don't know if, I was going to say, Bruno or uh, Steve Davis would have necessarily done this season to try and, like, I can't remember the last time I've seen a Wolves manager tweak the formation mid-game. So often, like yeah, yeah, just to kind of go, no, this ain't working against this style of play. And he, he came out afterwards saying, you know, I, I stuck him the extra centre half because all they kept doing was just trying banging crosses. So, you know, let, let, let's stick him the other centre half. Yeah, I think he also said it gave the forwards more room, didn't it? I yeah. think it said it, gave, it was more space up front. And I think that looked more like um, the Wolves of, of old, you know, it, it yeah. looks very much like a sort of a, an early Nuno Wolves where, you know, it was at the same shape. Then, you, you know, wing-backs pushed forward. Um, and then, yeah, just, just space on the counter. And I sound like a broken record, but we're, we've been a counter-attacking team for so long and it just plays to our strengths. You know, mm. so our strengths that sort of pace out wide, deep-line midfielders. Um, and then, yeah, just break on them. And we did, we sucked them on, you know, and then that was it broke numbers forward and that was it and that was that was ultimately what won us the game so um like you said after the game it looks great because it's it's got a, you know it's got a win at the end of it i think we'd be having a different conversation if we'd have lost that game i'm sure people would have been saying you know he, he went negative yeah. and he went yeah, he went an extra man at the back and everything like that but you know um there's a new manager bounce or, or what have you but uh yeah we'll give him credit for this one he, he did did good yeah, well, I guess that, that that's the difference, though, isn't it? Between, I was going to say, it, it's a fine margin to football, but yeah, we, we've seen it enough times that, you know, you know, let's say Nuno against Seville, when we just could, we just pegged in, and it just felt like an air of inevitability. But the whole point of doing that tactical shift that he did was to, you know, solidify us, making sure, I guess, to an extent, that we leave with a point. And, Point. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, I think so. You know, but he almost laid, in my opinion, I guess it goes back to his subs thing, that he laid for groundwork earlier, in terms of but, players you know, coming on and being the yeah, different. Because all the, the three, the three subs um, who he mentioned um, was it eight nor so the 60th minute triple subs were eight Nori, Nunes, and Traore. 
yeah. who three combined for the goal. So, yeah. uh, I mean, yes, we, we're probably putting a little bit of theory to make the facts or whatever, but <laughs> I don't know, you, 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 I can't kind of take it. There's, there's a lot of bit improvements needed, both on a person level, player level, and also on a wider team level as well, because, you know, we did not control that, a lot of that play. It happened in spits and spells, um, and there were too many low-level player performances. You know, not not to kind of call out too many young players like, but Joe Hodge. I, it was safe, was wasn't it? Yeah, very safe. Very safe. I think yeah. Smedo was well, like Smedo. I find it quite interesting as well. I don't know what everyone else thinks, but like of Tossi Gomez, I think he come on, and I think the last. I remember after the Forest, everyone was giving him pelters. He's now good. But I think he played in the three at the back against Arsenal and he played yesterday and he come on. And I think he doesn't look too far off Collins and Kilman's level, which I think is quite concerning considering Collins and Kilman are our first two. Oh. I think Gomez gets better with every game. He looks really assured, especially in the five and like, especially in the centre of the five as well. You trust him more than Collins or Kilman to win a header, I think, at the back. It's really strange. It's like he's a good backup, but I don't think... Collins or Kilman are that good either. You know, I think you could put Totti in for one of them, and I don't think you'd see that much of a difference myself. Mm. I think all of them look more assured in a back three slash five. Mm, definitely. I think they, they definitely all do better with that safety numbers. And again, you know, Collins, I thought, looked a lot better second half in general. And you always just think, I mean, try to work it out around Collins because. I think he had a half-decent start to his Wolves campaign up mm. until that sending off, and he's just been tat as ever since. But he almost just needs to focus on doing the simple things right, which yes, he hasn't yeah. been doing. And, like, you know, he seems to be someone who likes to live on the edge a little bit, almost like early-day Richard Stearman, where he would yep. just try something that not always pan out. And, he, you know, he's a bit gangly, so it, it, it tells. But I can see a back. I can see a back free of Kil- you know. And, and to be fair, we know Kilman's quality. We saw it last year in a okay, you know, good to decent side with us last season. But that wasn't a back free. So I don't know. Um, with, with Gomez in particular, I, I, I don't think he's awful by any stretch of imagination. Is he top tier? Do I see him pushing on and really kind of? nudging one of those out of the team no but it's that, I think he's a more than a uh, you know more than ample deputy you know, mm. essentially he's coming as the replacement for Sace um, in terms of being at the centre half of the moment and you know he, he doesn't put in awful performances he does what's needed for him um, so I'm a fan of him I'd like it uh, say whether he can do it in a back four in the Premier League, though. I've still got a question mark over. No. It, but yeah. I, I think it's absolutely well. It's absolutely critical. We get a centre half in January, and it's oh, obvious. It's, it's, it's obvious that we're going. If there are three centre halves on January thirty first, then we're going down. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's just unfortunate. It's just the facts. I think that one of the issues with Collins is he, he's have, he's come into a new team, and then he's having to he's having to organise and marshal that that defence, so he's not concentrating on his own game as much. It's like if, like if you use a cricket analogy, you know, often, you know, captain, the, the form just drops because they've got so many other things to think about. I think he just needs, he needs an organiser leader, someone next to him rather than him being the organiser. Because Kilman, we know Kilman was not a, not a leader and organiser. He's not vocal enough. Um, I also think that the, the high, the high press that, that 
Lopetegui clearly is trying to implement and how we were, we were playing high press and mid block. It just exposed them so much, and we were actually mm-hmm. it's so obvious that they're just not good enough on the ball to play in that system. So yeah. it's absolutely critical that we get um, either someone someone who can play in the middle of a three because I'm not sure totally can't play in the middle of a three for me. I think he has to go in one of the wider areas for me. But um, yeah, so center, someone who can play centre of a three or someone who can who can organise Kilman or and or Collins, you know, as a as a as a back as a in a back four. Um and it'll happen, I'm almost certain of that. Lopetegui's not stupid, he, it's it's obvious to us, so it'll be obvious to him. Yeah, I think um that there's a lot of talk going around, isn't there? I think um Matt Hobbs, great name. Um <laughs> <laughs> every time I see it pop up like are we related? I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, get the inside scoop. Exclusive interview. Fantastic um, exclusives. I, I, Here I we only, go. I only want to be related to him if he does a good job. There we go. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, talking about um, we're in talks with two other players as well. So hopefully, hopefully, that's in my opinion, that needs to be a centre midfielder and a centre half. And again, uh, what I find deeply concerning, and it's for multiple reasons, don't get me wrong, is that we went in, you know, we went into this transfer window saying, yeah, we need a new striker, new midfielder, new centre half. We need a new spiner for team, basically. It's like, mm. We spent 100 plus million in the summer. Mm, summer, yeah. yeah. Collins, Nunes, and Kladnich. And again, but I think it's not necessarily indicative of the last transfer window, but of the previous five that we just haven't had those consistent reinforcements and you know i like trying away in the middle of the park i think he, you know i found him a good player to watch but again we still need that bit more because if we're relying on joe hodge and matinho as you, you know as a midfield too you're in trouble aren't you yeah it, it it screams we're in the position we're in for a reason so hopefully it does feel like there's been a bit of a mindset shift around the club um in terms of investing, because you're right. If, if our, I guess our top three centre halves at the club are Collins, Kilman, and um, Gomez, we're in trouble, aren't it's we? It's going to be a long eighteen <laughs> games in it, boys. Um, you know, that's such a rough three to have, especially. I just think, as well, it's kind of hard to to pick who plays next. Say we get a centre half in, who do you put next to him? Yeah. That, you know, I think you could pick the names at the end. Your performance level is not going to be too much different, or, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. it just depends what they're going to do. And like, you know, I've read about that Garcia apparently a few times. We've read his close and stuff like that. And the problem I've got is Spanish centrals never seem to do them that great in the Premier League. They always seem to struggle. So I'm just hoping it's not enough for one of them. It's like <laughs> we have four, we have five shit centrals, and you're like, oh, <laughs> um, I was going to say the other player I sort of want to talk about was Diego Costa. Because I've been thinking more and more, and we we signed him in pretty emergency circumstances. I don't quite know really what he's bringing to the table. Apart from he's literally someone who has played centre forward for fifteen years of his, you know, professional career. Oh, that's it. Yeah, but I was going to say, (laughs) is he even doing that? We be like, you know. The, the only things I can think of him doing is getting a needless red card against um, Brentford. That's the only. That is the only thing of significant note he's he's done. And hey, look, Dean, I, I see it in the comments. Yes, he gives you a shit house. <laughs> yes, he gives you some decent Instagram stories and things like that. 
But I don't know. Again, we're hopefully Kuna's going to come in and give us that. I don't know energy at front. The front, but yeah. We because we, we, we need pace at front. We need we we we're, we're so clearly lacking it. Whether it's with Costa, even with Jimenez pre-injury as well, we just don't have that. You know, bit of acceleration to kind of stretch two centre halves because. It must be it must be the easiest job in the world to be centre halves coming up against walls at the moment. Walls, yeah. Um, that's that's another. They don't run the channels, do they? That's another no, thing where no. it's a bit. It feel a bit harsh up having to go at the centre halves because they're passing. It, they're trying to pass it around because they know if they knock it up front, it's just going to come straight back. It's not. It, it's got to be directly to Costa mm. to have half a chance of us retaining the ball, and I mean directly to him. They can't even put it in the channels and and you know and rely on someone chasing it because it isn't going to happen. So. Yeah. I think it, again that doesn't help with with our you know sort of sloppiness, let's say at, at the back as well. So I th- I, th- I think it, that, that that was obviously a, a, ma- a massive um, sign and a massively important sign. And was was a player like Cunha just to just to give us something more up front because he's a high press forward and that's what we need. Yeah, I think um, you know we, we've essentially not had that threat in behind since what Jossa, you say? Mm. Yeah, so Net- chat, Neto yeah. gave it gives a little bit of that extent, but not to to a degree that Joss would be always looking, you know, in, in, in a behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, something I've always screamed at Adama Troy, he needs to do more. Because Definitely. Why, why wouldn't you have your fastest player <laughs> just ready, ready to break the lines at any time? I don't It'd know. be so easy for him. That's what I can't wrap my head around. It'd be so easy for him. He yeah. wouldn't have to beat three players. You just put the ball in behind. But just going back to Costa quickly, I think it, I'll give him a little bit of leeway because the same thing with Jimenez. It is so bad to play up front for walls because he doesn't yeah. get no service. Mm. What do you, what does he need to do? But then I also look that, you know, the one yesterday, I think he got the ball left side of the box, second half. And he ran across and he ran across. And I thought, you're going to pull the trigger any second. Yeah. Then he tried the back heel, it went to no, and it was like that just summed it up so far for like Costa's career. But but it's hard to say because I'd say it's, what, what what do you want him to do? I'd rather people take the mick out of that Nunes at Liverpool, but I'd rather my striker be missing three chances a game than never get than getting uh, one chance mm. every four games. Mm. You know, I can't yeah. remember him having a, a chance where I thought he should score that or a chance where I think he should do better with that. No, there's a, the gets... Palace. Uh, the Palace one's the only one I can think of. Yeah, the one he had yeah. against Palace. That's... That that is literally it. To be fair. Maybe that header in the first half yesterday when Pickford, but he was stretching. But other than that, yeah. we don't create nothing. So what do you want him to do? It's such a hard thing. Yeah, yeah it, it it is so indicative of how poor we are as a team. Because don't get me wrong, I'm critical of him because I think he's probably on astronomical wage as well. But what what else is he going to do? Because again, we we know when he came in, he's not exactly someone blessed with pace, and he wasn't. In the high point of his career, but we, we're not a smart enough side to be able to play to anyone's strengths at the moment, which is a which is a real shame. Um, I, I, overall, though, we have got the win, which you know was not something I necessarily thought we would do, and did, uh, got to take these when you can, especially when you're in position that we're in. We are still, I was going to say. As as of time of recording, um, you know, uh, eighteen. But that win, it does make things look a little bit definitely in, does. in the league table um, at the moment. You know, we uh, 
with games in hand and things like that, yes, I know. But we are three points off Bournemouth who in 14th. And don't get me wrong, we're going to talk after a break about Man United, etc., etc. But yeah, it might just be my Christmas joy. But it's the optimism starting to creep back into play again. It was huge. Know. That was yesterday. I, 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 I still think it was. It, 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 don't get me wrong. We didn't play well. I don't think we played well. Um, we were okay. We weren't great. Um, we just happened to come up against a shit team. Um, but I think it's a, it's a massive win that is for me because I think it just gives them momentum. It, it sort of lifts yeah. off Lopetegui. It's a show of sort of for the new signings as well, or potential new signings that were a team you know that have still got fighting us. Um, the celebrations at the end are really good to see. I think, you know, it showed a lot of togetherness. The celebrations from Lopetegui on the bench uh, was great. Um, so I think it does just gives everyone a bit of a lift, which I think was really needed because if we'd have lost yesterday, it'd have been, you know, down yourself. Yeah. Really down. Yeah. 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 I guess the other side of the coin is it, yes, it was a big win for us. And it's almost like, I saw comparisons to the 3-2 win against Villa last season and sort of Bruno's reaction was quite an emotive but I remember on the podcast we said that was like kind of a defining win for Bruno at that point but he didn't really have changed his season round didn't it then yeah mm. that but would have been all... big if he'd lost that yeah uh, but this game feels like this for Lopetegui I know it's only his first game but as our season as a whole this feels like it could be a genuine turning point in terms of the uh, Look, we've we went from behind, we played crap, but we dug in and we mm. managed to get three points. And I think if we stay up, that'll be the game we look back and go, that was the game that kept us up almost. Because yeah. you know, if we'd lost, we'd have been seven adrift and it would have been completely different. But it's just one of them, you know, I think it's kept us in touching distance. I think we got two tough, you know, we got United Saturday. Villa, uh, Villa, I think that'll be a really tough game because mm. they do look good under Emery. And then we've got West Ham at home in the league after that. And you think that at the minute that's another big game. But again, we're at home. You get a you get a win there, and it's like that's another side you've dragged into it. Yeah, but actually, if we come away out, out of, I like how we're just writing off a Man United game. But um, yeah, mm. if we come out of Villa and West Ham with four points, all of a sudden, yeah, we're probably still we'll, we'll still be what probably. 16th at best, um, if that, but it'll just look a little bit cheery. And I get the other side of the coin for us being a huge win for us and being a big morale boost for it for us. What's it doing for a team we're just above us in Everton? Because yeah. you know that it's a bad old place at the best of times, sometimes good as some part, but yesterday that must have been. Yeah, you know, that must have been properly toxic. I think that's what lost in the game was the crowd. I completely yeah. agree. They were completely throwing agree. that ball. They threw the ball forward because the crowd was getting on the backs, and then Completely. that's what caused them to go up the mm. us to go up the other end and score. Like it's kind of crazy. You think, like, if that had been the Molyneux, we'd have been the same. Like, throw the ball forward, and then you go, like, we conceded. No, it's it's not crazy how these fine margins and how much momentum and outside factors affect football. Yeah, and I think that what I guess pays is having a is having a I guess a technically and technically tactically astute manager to be able to hold your nerve in those situations um, which I guess Frank Lampard isn't at the moment because they, like to, just, they, they, they did bottle it um, which was lovely to see. Um, we're going to talk about Man United game 
um, and a little bit about the January transfer window right after a short break. We'll see you guys in just a second. See you in a sec. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi, it's Richard from Wolf's Fancast here. Just interrupting today's show before we get back to some question opinions and opinionated questions. Talk to you a little bit about our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media, Veil, a design agency that put you and your business first from web design, logo and branding design and marketing. If you have any marketing needs, get in touch with them to find out how they can help you get it right. They are over at pixelyetimedia.com. Now let's get back to a show where we can give you some really forced wordplay, niche cultural references and maybe even a bit of football talk hello welcome back everybody um before we talk about man united um it has been confirmed we got confirmed on christmas day i believe that mateus kuna has signed for Wolves. it will be a um a, one of those lovely loans with obligation to buy um which never really sits right with me but apparently the obligations aren't around a staying up which it's, just, it's just happening regardless. It's just a way of financing it slightly. You can you know, see different, the different year. I was going yeah. down in the championship and I'd have the 4K 50 million quid card. You can, <laughs> yeah. I've seen the headline already. Like, oh, man. It's so and he scored good. three goals in 46, and it's like like a bod sometimes. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it just, it, it, it chills me. And I I guess, what because what's the, um what's the fee? Is it 40, 50 or something like that? It's a, it's a, it's a, I've heard 40, 40 million 40. euros. Is it no, it's 40 million euros that could potentially go up to 50 million euros? So I'm it's assuming like 40, that's what 43 million quid or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, it is a lot for a player who doesn't necessarily have the highest goal scoring record. Um, but you could have said the same thing about Jimenez. Mm, true. So yeah. it's, positive. It, it, he hasn't it, played it, much up front though. No. If you look at his stats, he, I think he had a whole season where he played wide left. So Simeone ball is rough as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Look at Joe Felix. Everyone yeah. like, loves him so much, but he does nothing. Simeone's system is like really tough to play. Very few strikers look good in that. Yeah, because it, um, it was at Berlin, wasn't it, where I guess he had his, his hot streak. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I, to be fair, I don't assign too much of a transfer fee itself because it's all relative and frankly if he's the catalyst to what keeps us up then 50 million doesn't really matter 40 million doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because it's so much smaller than what we lose out from getting relegated um and i guess there's talk of a player signing um again are we still sort of very much for what I saw recently, it wasn't so much um a particular player, but it's looking to sign another goalkeeper for in quotes be more um, be more of a competition for Jose Sar. I think there's more to it than that. I think I might be wrong, but I think we're at the limit of foreign players. Or oh, we're close to the limit on foreign players. And Sarkic yeah. isn't I don't think Sarkic counts as homegrown because although we came from Villa, I think Again, I might be wrong. I think he was at Belgium, maybe Anderlecht or someone like that, I think, um, in his youth. So I don't think he counts as homegrown. And if we're signing all these players, that's why I think yeah. there might be some truth in the rumour that there's a there's a Jimenez rumour today, isn't there? And um, 
even Costa, whether they have to not register um, Kalajnic or Chiquinho as well because they're yeah, injured. Say, so mad, madly said on the Athletic, we can do register them too, but like you say, we're at the limit, aren't we? So yeah. that's why we might be after a couple of British players as well. Exactly, yeah. I, th- I think that's a, a yeah, bit. Yeah, and obviously a number two keeper, you know, that's the reason, you know, that a lot of the big clubs do it, isn't it? They sign journeyman Scott, number three yeah, just Scott purely Cop- for the quota. Yeah, yeah. Scott Carson's of the world. I did very much enjoy with Scott Carson. I think he did a uh, little interview last week saying he's had the worst six weeks of his professional career because all he's had to do is face shots from Erling Haaland in training. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for, for weeks. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be an interesting transfer window because there definitely seems to be a bit more proactiveness from the club in terms of getting these players and even even signing Kuna now. Feels a bit refreshing that you know we're not on the twentieth of January and he's coming through. Yeah. With, you know, just but I, I believe Desperate. he's even up. Yeah, I think he's even up the club at the moment. Just he has to do like individual training yeah. until he actually officially signs. But again, it just means we might hit the ground running for once. Um, mm. Just got to hope he doesn't tear his ACL. Um, <laughs> but up next on New Year's Eve, we have got the early kickoff. Um, 12.30 on BT Sport against Man United. I think it's going to be a really interesting game because I'd, we usually turn up against Man United. Um, so, like, the, the I guess the, my heart is telling me we're going to do something here. Um, but they've also got that. They're such an inconsistent side. Yeah. You know, like you, you look at it, and you know, twenty goals for, twenty goals against. You know, eight wins, two draws, four losses, four of them. They are, they are just a side where if you can't do that, you you you've got a really side chance. If you if you're not on your game or they very much on, their big players turn up. We could be facing it. We could be facing it this afternoon. How how, how are you feeling about it, first of all? I don't think we should be... I mean, don't get me wrong, we've got to play so much better than we did yesterday. And if we play like we did yesterday, we'll lose. That's just a fact. Um, but I don't think, you know, they're not They're not Man City. Um, you know, they're not the team they were. And like you say, we do generally have a reasonably good record. I'm, I'm hoping Molyneux will be, will be bouncing. I'm not overly convinced with early kickoffs. I think it's better when they're a bit later. But, um, you know, Lopetegui's first you know, home league game with us um, so obviously at the back of a win a really important win last minute win um, so let's hope we can just get create that intimidating atmosphere and and as I say I think it might, again it might play to our strengths because you were, again you know we're better on the counter so um, it's the defence of their heads on we've got half a chance yeah, I was going to say, for, for anyone who's listening live and has decided not to watch the game at the same time, Man United are currently 2-0 up. Um, yeah, they look good. Well, I don't know. They've not been that good. They've the one off a set piece and one on a counter-attack. But Forrest have had just as much of the game, to be fairness. Like, I think United, it's hard. United, it's, it's going to sound really strange. If Dalot's not playing, we've got a good chance of a point. Like, that sounds really strange to say, but the way they play with the full-backs and things like that. I think mm. if Dalot's not playing, I think we've got a great chance. And, like, Shaw's in at centre-half and stuff, and you feel like, I know you just said it, but Costa, this is your chance, mate, getting him against Shaw. 
Um, he always has I a guess... rough ride against us, isn't he, Luke Shaw? He's not, yeah, he doesn't yeah. like Molyneux. He gets battered yeah, no, by the Dharma or Jotter. He gets battered around. Us. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. I was going to say, Tom, I know what you mean about it's, it might just be recent history, uh, but I'd much rather be playing them at like the half five kickoff. Yeah, you know, re- you know, properly under the Molyneux lights, really heavy atmosphere. Um, and you don't always get that. Your midday kickoffs, um, which which is a struggle. I'd be fascinated to know what our record is from a, you know, lunchtime kickoff on a Saturday in Premier League. Because off the top of my head, it's not screaming that we do well in it. Um, When's last time we won one? Genuinely, I'll, 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 uh, um, oh, I can't even say. Was it, didn't Leicester? Did we play Leicester early? What that Leicester game? Yeah, that's the last four three. three. I think that was an early game, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah um, there haven't been many. We don't. Play, we we, we only played any in nineteen twenty because, like, obviously we was in the Europa League, so we was also in the kick off. We, yeah. we had City. We had City early, in you know the early game on a Saturday this year. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not what I feel like that does us much mm-hmm. much credit. But from a Wolves perspective, would you like to see a starter back three slash five, depending on how you yes. you like? Yeah, I, I don't even got a choice. I don't think we've got a choice because if it's if, if they're ex- if they get exposed as much as they did against their poor Everton side, mm. um, I think we I think we've got it. Um, I don't I don't think I want to see Totty in the middle though, but I don't know who else you'd do. Because again, no, I think got to play a three at the back because yeah. I think the only thing that concerns me is if I you got to play like three four three and I, I'd play like eight new up front. Honestly, really, I know that sounds a bit crazy to say, but I put eight new in like the front three. Um, but like, I think the only thing that concerns is like Fernandez dropping off the like the midfield and things like that, getting in beyond Neves. But it's it's tough to say. Isn't it? I think you've got to play through at the back because otherwise they'll just rip us apart. Like especially on the counter attack. But I think our strength will be on the counter attack, especially not through up front. Yeah, I was gonna mm. say I think it it would, it would be a the variation of whether you go for a three or a two and you keep you know Neves, Martinho, Hodge, or you sacrifice Hodge. Um, Sounds very dark when you say it like that. Um, but where you sacrifice Hodge and you say you have maybe because ha- there's been a lot of talk about playing eight Nori as that wide foot in that wide forward. I think I'd be tempted to start eight Nori regardless. Um, yeah. Whether you start him as mm. wing back or you're starting him as it, it gets in a slightly further advanced position because he can help with that doubling up if need, if need be. Um, otherwise, I'd be tempted to see Huang and Costa up front personally, um, or Huang, uh, or um, Costa and Guedes because I thought Guedes had a really good game against Arsenal when he was very much mm. in, in a more central position. I think that that really suited him. Um, so de- definitely, I think three, three at the backs got got to be the way to go because I think you know otherwise you're right. We're just going to get ripped to shreds, and it's not not what anybody wants on a um, on New Year's Eve, is it? No, no. Yeah. But hey, let's be positive. Let's be positive. Let's yeah, say you get a po- point out of this, yeah. and you got your four. You got your four out of your last two, which is great. And then, um, yeah, new, hopefully the new signings come in, and let's like go and roll them into jam. Right yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that's what I'm. I, that's what I'm thinking. I think, you know, there's nothing that I think I've seen off walls this season, and the, the glimmers that we saw yesterday that don't go. Okay, we weren't great. But I think if we just play it, you know, 
a bit bit more of that counter-attacking. Almost going back to our roots, then I'm quietly confident, to be honest. Um, But let's have your score predictions, gents. What what are we thinking? Uh, I'll go my classic one-all. Yeah. I was going to say that as well. I'll go entertaining. Three-all draw. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> it, just, it feels it has one, one, one written all over it. If not we're not, free, yeah. it's, not it's not going to be a, uh, you say like a, a free all joby or whatever. But um, there are quite a few. I say everyone's playing over the New Year's period. Um, I've, I've pulled up all the games that um, are going on. Seeing, I guess, any of the others that take your fancy on Friday. We've got West Ham, Brentford, and Liverpool, Leicester. Um, on New Year's Day, we've got Spurs, Villa, Forest, Chelsea. And then on Saturday on New Year's, we've obviously got us versus Man U, Bournemouth, Palace, Fulham, Southampton, Man City, Everton. Pray for Everton on that one. Um, Newcastle, Leeds and Brighton, Arsenal. Um, any games that pick your fancy on there? I think definitely Brighton, Arsenal would be Brighton, a... Arsenal, yeah, 100%. Definitely. Yeah. That'll be yeah. a cracker of a game. Oh, this should be a good game, that. Yeah. New, I can't remember how well Newcastle are doing. They just keep going down the locker a machine how well they keep playing you know it's been one of the stories of the season you know, just how well Hedio keeps them playing it's been fantastic to watch to be fair it, it gives me more confidence as well because that is generally yeah. that's just a managerial change really if you look at you the, just, the players at, I mean yeah, yeah the players like they had, they had Joe Linton Chris Wood and Almiron you know yeah. they were just they're bog standard well you know what the word bog still, standard players and then look how well they've done you've got like exactly. one or two star additions which is like you say I think that's what even when we was bottom of the league you kept thinking like looking at oh if we could just do like a Newcastle maybe not for the second you know I wouldn't say no to that but you know what I mean it's like <laughs> if you could just be a little bit better in improved players I think that's the thing new managers will breed confidence in new players I think Huang's partially that you know Breno Little little things like that, you just got to hold on to now. Yeah, yeah, com- completely agree. Um, so yeah, we're keeping out those fixtures um, over the weekend as well, because hopefully some of those results go away and we can get something out of Man United. Yeah. Um, just one Twitter corner question I wanted to pose to you guys um, from um, from Twitter. Uh, it says, which World Cup players will come out with a point to prove? Now, I didn't know whether this was Wolves centric or wider. So I'll let you kind of take it either way. I think I was thinking of this myself from a Wolves place. So I think definitely Huang because he looks a completely different player when he plays for Korea. Yeah. Yeah, like, I agree. There's some, some confidence. Of, yeah, like some of the stuff he was doing, I was like, is this our lad? Yeah. This, um, so I'm, I do quite like him. I've got a weird soft spot for him because he seems like a really lovely man. But... I need it. I need to see that. If we've got the, the Korean Wang, then again we've got someone who can really help us do something this season. Otherwise, we sort of we've got yet another wide forward who doesn't really make any many goals or assists. Yeah, yeah, agrees. Yeah, you could, I could add a Ral to that mix as well. Whether, whether yeah. if if he gets if he gets a chance. Um, I mean, it was bizarre. It was a bit weird yesterday, wasn't it? He was on the. He was literally walking onto the pitch. Um, and then Pedence went down, and then that was it. It was, it was his, you know. And then he made a person. He made the totty change, didn't he? Just afterwards, so he didn't get on. Um, but yeah, I think I'll give him a run against United and just see. And then I think you're gonna know in that if he's done, if he's 
if we can get him back to anywhere close to what he was or whether he's just done. Uh, in which case, yeah, it's um, see if we can shift him in Jan. It's such a weird one with him, isn't it? Because obviously we've had the whole rhetoric around him featuring for Mexico, but not featuring oh, yeah. for Wolves. How injured is he? Is it, you know, if he is injured, how serious is it? It feels very cloak and daggers and, you know, it does kind of feel like his Wolves chapter's coming to an end. I think it'll go in January. I think it, Lopetegui, I think it's cheesed off that he didn't stay at Wolves. Mm. I, you know, I think he's, just going back to like the World Cup question, might sound a bit crazy. I think Neves, it feels like he might yeah. have something to prove because I don't feel he had a great World Cup in particular. Mm. You know, Polina at Fulham's having, you know, those question marks of why didn't Santos play him when Neves clearly didn't want, couldn't play the the lone six or the one he did too. So I think Neves has got questions, but I would think he had for Barcelona in the summer. But little things like that, you know, I think Neves will feel like, and I also think Neves will want to keep us up as like one final parting act and then he'll leave in the summer. Yeah, no, I, can see, I can see that as well. I say, like, I did find it a bit, because I, I think Nevers is such like a standout player for Wolves. Yeah, he's underwhelming at Portugal. Every yeah. time I watch Portugal, I think, oh man, this is how the Nevers that I enjoy. Yeah. I, 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 I have struggled watching him previously for that, so I, can, I completely got on board with it. Um, but we'll be back, guys. That wraps it up for today. We will be back after a Man United game. May, not sure if it will, whether we'll be on on New Year's Day or whether we'll... Uh, we'll take the bank holiday off as it were but we will be talking about the Man U game and also previewing the Villa game um, in 2023 which Oof. I was going to say feels crazy and I'll know that we like getting the date wrong for the next six weeks and turning back two and just pushing that line and making it a free um, <laughs> but big thanks to everyone who's listened live and also on podcasts as well, your support is greatly appreciative as it has been the entire year thank you so much for listening and interacting with us even if you've not enjoyed parts of it or whatever we've uh, you know contrary to belief we all we don't actually try and take on any of the feedback and things like that but um <laughs> again genuinely big thank you to anyone who supported the supported the channel supported the fancast um if you haven't already make sure you subscribe subscribe to us on youtube make sure you follow us on twitter facebook and instagram it's all wolves fancast we're really easy to find and big shouts out to our sponsors pixel yeti media and of course 90 minute network as well until next time though it's goodbye from josh see you later it's goodbye from tom see you guys And it's goodbye from me. See you next year. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.